Thank you for being here, BBS, and everybody and all the listeners on BBS. And welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Darmananda. Hi, Darmananda. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi there. This is Cecil near Seattle. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Hi, Alan. That was Darmananda. Oh, hi, Darmananda. <laughs> hi. Sound a little bit like, like Alan. And everybody who's listening on BBS after this call, we go to Whole Planet Healing, which will also be broadcast on BBS. And you don't have to go anywhere. Stay where you are. (laughs) Yes. We got Don't some change. much needed rain here in Southern California today. Yeah, Northern California too. We had I was oh. really afraid of flooding. Welcome yeah. to the Monday night call. Would you like to say your name and location? Yeah, hi, it's Laura from Fort Hi, Laura. It rained here all all night and all day. Yeah. Awesome. You got 11 inches up there in Boulder Creek. Oh, wow. wow. That's a lot of water. In a 24-hour period? 11 inches. Yesterday, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, it just stopped raining over here. Welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Roger in Austin. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Uh, and the listeners on BBS, if you want to call in to the call live, you can do so by dialing 712-770-4340, and the access code is 250-513-POUND. That's for Whole Planet, right? Not this call. Yeah, that's for Whole Planet Healing. In an hour from now. Yes. Seven o'clock. Welcome to Whole Planet Heal. I mean, uh, the Wednesday night call. Would you like to say your name and location? No, not Wednesday. Monday. Monday, Monday. Monday. (laughs) Two callers. Welcome to the Monday night call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Janine from Salt Lake City. Hi, Hi, Janine. Hello. I I had one. I had oneitis for a second. <laughs> Welcome to Hope Plant. I mean, uh, the Monday Night Call. Do you like to say your name and location? Yes, this is Joy in Squim, Washington. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hello. That that. J 
Jennifer, a.k.a. Oh, no, Bonnie, a.k.a. Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) And Jennifer, a.k.a. Bonnie, is not here yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Just hit your reset button. (laughs) (laughs) So it finally quit raining and squim? Uh, no, it's yep. still drizzling a little bit. Is it? Yeah, down uh, here, it, too. It stopped here about a half an hour ago. <laughs> Sorry. We've, had, okay. we've had high winds and, and high w- rain for a couple of days. We lost power yesterday for about oh, three hours. Where are you located? Outside Seattle. I didn't understand you. I'm sorry. Yes, just north of Seattle. Heist is in here to wake up when? Is Terry? I haven't heard her yet. They're probably out to out to dinner yet. Hmm. Oh, it's a happy hour. <laughs> on this Maybe call, on, home. on this call, and on the other conference calls, it's always happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Any news we should know about? Are we on BBS? We are. Hello, BBS. I'm sorry for keeping everybody on BBS waiting. We're just waiting for when... That's a good time to ground yourself, get connected with the earth, take three deep breaths. Hold them off, too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? It's Lynn and Sedona. Hi, Hi Ryan. I could barely hear you. Yeah, you're sounding really low. Is that better now? A yeah. little. A little. I'm going to do a replay tonight anyway, so it should come in okay, I think. Maybe you get what you get, and you don't get upset. <laughs> where is, where is, where is, That's a good one. All right, now we're being recorded, and this is... We are not being recorded yet. Welcome to the Monday Night Call. Would you like to say your name and location? Only if you want to. That the recording sounded really good. You know what? I am really impressed with you tonight, Antonio. What did he say? Well, thank you. I said he I'm said impressed. he's really impressed with to Antonio tonight. Do you know? Uh-huh. 
You notice how Antonio is taking charge? He's not doing anything. Did you see the clock sign Tommy got a notice from the DMV? Yes. That's he is yeah. taking charge well. You are. And we really barely, barely, barely can hear you in, so just know that. Okay, I'm going to start a recording now. Um, or a I guess that was every every This year. is another How the Universe Was Created. And it, is Terry here? Either, this is Zubaba here. Not yet. No. Go ahead, we turn it We don't need her. It has a great channeling on it, okay? Don't, don't forget to mute the ding. And can get the recorder going. Can get the recorder, okay. The recording has started. Uh, this is October 25th, 2021. Quinn and Terry. I hardly hear you. You can't hear me? Barely. Correct. Quinn Correct. and Terry in Sedona. <laughs> we can hear. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we're doing a, a replay tonight. Uh, from 2012, and this is a yeah, classic. Win, win. Sorry, but when you said okay, okay came through really well. You laughed okay, and it came out with a good volume, and then you and then you got to barely audible again. Well, I don't know how to fix it, but I'm going to start a recording. All right, so that's just hang better, on. That's better. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. I'm, I'm on the VOIP tonight. Usually, that's best. Usually that's very well, okay? <laughs> that was good. That was good. I think, I think the reporting will come out good. Okay. Yes. So hang on. We probably should be muted. Muted. There we go. Thank you. And I'll get rid of those things in just a second. All right, now we're being recorded, and this is Monday, March March tenth, two thousand and ten. Oh no! What? Oh, what? Are you gonna play something? And my name is Winfrey, and with Terry Brown. And we have a whole series of conference calls, and they're now all broadcast live on the Internet. And this is not probably your normal, entertaining kind of experience. We are working with group consciousness, group energies, and especially those of you who are attending our Sunday calls, kind of know what I mean by that. And that is, you know, if I was putting it in words, we are making connections with each other. We are feeling each other's energies. And even though you seem to be anonymous, many of you feel anonymous, like I'm just out here, in an audience somewhere. On some level, you're not really anonymous. And, of course, we can't prove that. <laughs> so this is, some, this is something... Where did that sound come from? This, this is something 
that you have to discover for yourself because we do these calls and we're communicating with what identifies itself as two group souls that are in another dimension who are also attending our calls. And they're attending it two ways. One is they talk to us through both Terry and Daphne, and you've read the book about it, many of you. You've heard my stories, and you've heard their live appearances on these calls. And they're also attending in a different way, and that is their nature, at least as I've come to understand it, is they have the ability to tune in to each one of us individually. They have the the ability to be with you energetically. And they have the ability to read your thoughts. If you allow it, because they don't violate free will, and everyone has to go through a period of... um, acclimatization to see if they trust that or else why would you want some strange group energy in another dimension reading your thoughts? Well, the reason is because when, when we say them and you, in the highest truth, there is no them and you. It's all one. And they temporarily, they being the part of you that's them, and in truth, in, I'm the part of you that's me, you're the part of me, it's you, and and we come to a temporary um, meeting where we attain to have that experience of that connection with, we always say, with free will and honoring the highest good of all concerned. Now, one of the reasons that there's certain benefits in coming together like this is because for a moment, we become a team, an energy team. And on Sundays, we create group energies and group intentions. Because when you create an intention that, a, that a, a, a bunch of people and a bunch of beings in other realms all hold to, at the same time, then it's very powerful. Each of us has a tiny bit of power, but when we combine our intentions, it has miracle-producing potentials. And everybody likes a miracle. Everyone wants things to change. Everyone wants the world to change. Everyone wants the economy to change. And everyone wants the weather to change, both the bad guys and the good guys. Well, you know, the bad guys, or the, the, we could call them the service to self people, they understand this idea of intention. They have groups. They have meetings. They create intentions, and they have their agendas. 
But the difference between the negative and the positive, that the negative agendas, which in the raw material is called service to self, um, do not get the support of the higher groups, as far as I can tell. They've got to just have their numbers creating the agendas. And, of course, they can lie to us, they can misrepresent, they can make pretend they're someone that they're not. That's why this realm is so tricky. Because, you know, you hear us call our groups a name, the Elohim. But how do we know And and the Elohim we're going to talk to tonight is the same Elohim we talked to Sunday? How do you know it's really the Elohim? How do you know something has not taken over the line and making pretend that it's the Elohim? And if you're going around looking for channels, and any channel says, I'm talking to so-and-so, how do you know they're talking to so-and-so? How do you know it's not something negative that's acting like they're so-and-so, and say, this is Jesus, or this is Archangel Michael? And you don't. And that is why the, the development of free will and, well, discernment is so incredibly important. And, you know, a lot of people, I used to say this, well, if it feels good in my gut, then it must be okay. And for me, that's not good enough anymore. I don't trust, I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but it's not enough to draw a conclusion. Because those forces that are negative can look so good and they're so tricky that there needs to be a better criteria than your gut-level action. And there's got to be a better criteria than the right words being spoken. In other words, ascension, shift, uh, angels, source, love. Those are all the right words. And if somebody uses all those words, does that mean they're positive? It might, and it might not. Well, you know, Jesus, who, this is not a Christian group by any means in the official religious sense, but Jesus did have some great um, counsel on this, which resonates very strongly. I do believe Jesus was extremely positive in this realm, and that he was a representative of the higher forces highest forces, and um, that he had a mission, and he did say a lot of things that I resonate with. I read the Bible many years ago, and I have to say I was brought up Jewish, I wasn't brought up Christian, but I read the Bible at the time that I was searching, and there were things that Jesus said that I had already been experiencing when I was writing music and when I was traveling around um, the country, and I I was having a lot of synchronicities, and uh, I mean, like when two or more gathered. Now, when we gather on this line and you feel the energies on this line, um, I believe that's a demonstration of what Jesus said when he said, I am also present. Now, When he said, I am also present, I don't think that meant his body. His body's not present. I think it meant that 
Jesus said, the Father and I are one, okay? Well, maybe the Father with Jesus was the Elohim group and the Ra group. You see, that was way too sophisticated. And there was no one to way people could believe that understanding. So it was simplified. So the Father and I are one. Well, that's not so different than saying we are all blending energies and becoming one energy for a given time. We're not staying there. We're not glommed there. We're not um, held in position. There's no trickery. And when we feel that, I know from all the emails I've received, so many of you can feel the energy of it. And so how do you know what is going on? Well, Jesus said, and this is not even the topic tonight, but I think I'll say it and get it through, and then we'll go on to the topic, because it relates to the topic. He said, um, you'll know them by their fruits. Okay, well, if something is really positive, how is that working? Is it just a message? Is it just listening to somebody? Is it coming back and listening all the time? Well, could be. But what is the fruit? What's happening with the people? Now, that's one of the things I watched as this thing was developing. I said, how does this impact people? What happens when people come into these calls? What happens when people come into Team Shift? Um, Are they just becoming blind followers of some teaching that I'm giving? Waste of my time. Are they really changing? Are they becoming more loving? Are they becoming more open? Are they having more synchronicities? Are better things coming to them in their lives? And for many, many people, that is most definitely the case. And I'm always amazed, and I thank all of you who send me emails, because I wouldn't know what's going on if I didn't hear from you. You know, I'm sitting here, and I can't see you. I'm I'm not watching your life. Now, maybe these group souls can, but I'm just a guy that says, hmm, I think think this is important, and we're going to have a conference call three times a week, and it's built up, and that you are telling me what's going on. And then I send your emails to Daphne and to Terry and sometimes to the people that are volunteering. So they know that we're making a difference, because otherwise, we're in a vacuum. So I really, really thank all of you who have sent those emails. And it is one of the things that says, given me confidence, that we are, um, at least in the criteria of Jesus, by your fruits ye shall be known, that we're having good fruits. Now, what else did Jesus say? This is my paraphrase. He said, they'll come in my name, but they really won't be in my name. They'll be deceiving you. That's just what I said. Anyone, because they use Jesus' name, does not mean that they are representing the Christ consciousness. And what is the Christ consciousness? The Christ consciousness, I believe, is another way of saying the law of one. We are all part of each other. We are the same energy. What did Jesus say? As you do it, 
do it to the smallest of these, you do it to me. Another way of saying the law of one. Uh, why did Carla Ruckert call her books Ra, the law of one? Because the law of one is the highest principle in the universe. And it's, it's not a law like a law in the books. It's just a truth. Now, you may not know it's the truth. Maybe you would disagree with it. So it's, if, if it is true, it's something that you have to discover yourself and think that it might be true. It very much relates to almost every spiritual religious movement on our planet. Has, it's positive. Usually has some kind of reference to the idea that we're all brothers. Why are we all brothers? Because we're all the same energy. We're all children of the same father and or the same high sources. And we all have that potential to act the access to that. And and so I called this topic tonight free will because it's, it's a word that comes up so much, and it can be confusing, even to me. And I'm, not, I'm just going to explore it here out loud. And there's, when I was younger, if I was going to give the, the time that I experienced my own demonstration of free will in the... I guess the most profound way is when I was hitchhiking around the country playing music. And I just threw all my caution to the wind. And I said to myself, I remember, I said, um, if there's a God, this trip is going to make me know that's true. Because at that time, I had been reading, studying spiritual things. I read Yogananda which was one of the things that Daphne always talks about. I'd read Edgar Casey, but I had not implemented that in my life. I mean, it was just mental stuff, and I, I couldn't, it was kind of far out. It's like, is this true? Is this true? Could it work this way? And so when I hitchhiked around the country, it's like I was, blowing in a cosmic wind because I didn't know where I was going. I, I didn't know where I would end up. I didn't know who I would meet. I didn't even know if I would survive. I didn't feel that worldwide. <laughs> and I left Berkeley with my guitar and I put my thumb out and it was like I stepped on a magic carpet ride for about three and four years. And I ended up all these places. I slept in people's living rooms. Um, and I had one synchronicity after another, after another. Things that couldn't have happened. I don't want to go into them, but I said, this is real. But then as soon, and it was like, I didn't have any cares. I didn't worry about money. Somehow or another, I would be led to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. 
And nothing was grounded. Nothing stuck. It was all in a flow. I couldn't figure out how to ground it until I decided I'm writing good enough songs and I wanted to go to Los Angeles and to be successful at that. That was my way of grounding it, although I didn't use the word ground at that point. Going back, I can see that that's what I was trying to do. Because in the way I was experiencing everything, with this total kind of flow, everything was in the moment and nothing stuck. It's like, well, I shouldn't say nothing stuck because I'm sure there's people that were influenced and that maybe they still remember this strange guy sleeping in their living room. And maybe I said something and maybe it contributed to somebody's life. So, but in general, there was no building. It was all in the moment, day by day by day by day. And so I was having this experience. Some of you might be having those kinds of experiences now in your life. And I was saying, wow, this stuff works. But how do I work it? How do I integrate it into my life? How does it, what does it work? What is it, you know, what am I going to do? Stay on the road the rest of my life? I mean, at the time, that seemed like appealing because it was so much fun. Well, then when I started to be want to um, succeed at that, and I went to Los Angeles, now I had to make money so I could stay in Los Angeles. So I got a job that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do the job, but I needed to do something to make money. And um, it's like I said, what about my, my free will? Why isn't God just laying this out for me? And it almost happened that way, almost did. And every time I stopped, I felt like I had to do something I didn't want to do. And so I was trying to figure out um, how to work it. And then I didn't want a committed career. I wanted to be an artist. So life went on, and I ended up doing a business that I could do one weekend at a time. And in a sense, and still that way, I'm doing one conference call at a time. And yet now there's a momentum and there's a lot of people paying attention and there's people visiting our website. But in my mind, that's all to the side. I'm showing up for one conference call Monday, one Wednesday, and one Sunday. And then people are helping, including myself, putting materials together because the work is being valuable to people. Well, the, the next thing that happens as the work becomes valuable to people, meaning you, suddenly I feel this sense of responsibility. And I said, geez, people are changing their lives over this. So now I've got a sense of responsibility to do this better. And the sense of responsibility says, well, where's my free will? How come I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it? Now I, I feel like I got to do this. I mean, truthfully, I don't have to. I could say I'm not going to do it. But once you know that you're contributing to someone's life, and then you suddenly stop, you end up feeling guilty. So you have to walk the walk. You have to talk the talk. 
So this idea of free will is a complex understanding. And I want to, I thought it would be a really good topic to talk to our sources about. Now, one key that I have come upon for myself and my own observations is that as long as there's co-creation, there's a lifting above this realm. If there's just following orders or doing things out of responsibility or because you're supposed to or you're going to feel guilty if you don't, that is a lower vibration. There has to be co-creation. So what is co-creation? That means... Um, Terry, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you, are you following on all of this? Yeah, I'm following. I'm following you. There's something about co-creation. Co-creation is when two or more are gathered. And automatically, when there's co- for me, with co-creation... There is a lifting of the energy, so I feel free in doing something. And when there's not co-creation, it feels like a dragging of the energy. And so, many of you are hearing our sources say, just ask and you'll receive. And then you email me and said, well, I was sick, I had this problem, I had that problem, and... I still have it, and I asked. And other reviews are saying, man, this is a miracle. I put my um, father-in-law in the light, and he was in the hospital, and he was in terrible shape, and the next day they pulled all the tubes out of him, and he was there smiling. Or you've read some of our little emails, um, miracle or coincidence. I'll keep those up so that you can track the things that are going on on our calls. and. So, why is it, for some of you, you say, I want this, I want this, I want a job, I want to get better, I want my this person to love me, and yet it doesn't happen when we're supposed to be having free will, and our sources say, we're always there for you. So, that is going to be our topic, and that's my little setup for that. At 6.30, we have about 25 minutes. Terry, is there anything you want to say on that whole line of thinking? I think that um, I, think I have some ideas about free will also, um, that when one is in the physical realm, they're operating within the realm of the laws of the physical realm. And so, as long as they're in the third density, then um, they need to have that into consideration mm-hmm. so they can um, out uh, control and become master of, of their uh, lifetime, but within the constraints of... Um, what the physical parameters are. Mm-hmm. You know, existence entails contraction. 
I would guess even our sources have to go into a certain degree of contraction, perhaps not much, but to exist, uh, to, def- to have a definition of stuff. And in this realm, how you have defined your existence is also how you defined your contraction. And so everyone is distorted to one degree or another. And learning how you, you, you form yourself, how you contracted yourself, is the first step in getting over your distortions. And I just want to say this before I forget. Over and over again, recently, our sources have been saying to read the materials. The materials are full of keys to help you free yourself. The materials are the reincarnation of Edgar Cayce, the um, the raw material, which is a foundational material. Um, the Elohim book, the Creator God book. And we're putting up more and more of our archives in our show. And these shows, what we're doing, um, has an energy to it. You know, I was up in Flagstaff yesterday, and I have my friend Steve, who actually came to see me a number of years ago when I gave a talk at the local Unity Church, and he's kind of been paying vague interest. And then he got really into a lot of interest about six months ago. And he started listening to our conference calls regularly. And he said, you know when? This is what he told me yesterday. He said, I get bored watching television now. I have problems doing all the things that I used to find entertaining. And I, I, I have to say, I'm the same way. I, I never, never watch television. I barely go to the movies. And it seems, seems like everything is under the energy of this work. And so it's like if you want to move into the higher timelines, the higher levels of dimensions, you kind of have to give up a little bit the, the, the things that are forming you into the lower dimensions. Because as you move into the higher places, there is more free will in a genuine way. It's kind of like you become cosmic where you think of things and suddenly they appear but not in a magical control way. It's a flow. It's just in a flow that it happens. And some of you, many of you, have had that experience, and you know exactly what I mean. So I think what I'm going to do is call in the light, and we have 635, 45, 55, 20 more minutes. We're going to have a discussion with our sources on free will. If we had more time, I'd have some of you make some comments, but um, I think we'll forego that in order to make more time for um, 
our group, Souls. So if I tell Terry, are you ready? She'll say no. But And I don't think Daphne's here tonight. Daphne, you're not there, right? Right. Okay. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect Terry, myself, and everyone on this line, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe, through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a, ask for a group energy connection for all those on this line who would free willingly like to participate in that. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us, and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. And anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present to ask, answer these questions? We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We are delighted to be with you this day in September, the 10th of September, 2012. And we take a moment and we come within the vicinity of each and every person on this call and each and every person on the internet line, each and every person in the future who will read a transcript. And we take a moment and we look at the topic of free will and we see that there are certain things that bear upon each and every one of your free will. One of them is discernment. Looking at all of the situations, all of the parameters, all of the factors, and seeing within the third density realm which thing will provide an avenue for success. Consensus reality is another thing that one can look at to help them discern what they will need to do to bring their actions to a positive outcome. There are other things that one can take into account when they are looking at free will. 
and free will choice. They can use their intuition, their sense of premonition, to see if there is some unfoldment of information, of events that they haven't taken into consideration that are about beyond their direct sense. And they can use this extension of their perception to look further into possibilities of how to achieve positive outcomes. They can look to the configurations of the moon and the stars to see if there will be untoward influences that may affect them in their pursuit of a certain venture at a certain time. They can look to the weather. Give us a moment. Do you have questions? When you say the word free will, could you give us your definition? One is free to choose an course, a course of action, a particular thing, a task. One is free to set one's goal. One is free to set up what they wish to accomplish and achieve. One is free to take particular actions as they move through their day within certain parameters. They're operating in the third density, so you need to take the specific laws at that time in the third density into account. In other words, they generally cannot jump off the roof and expect to fly. So within the framework of where they are located, the realm that they are in, then they have those laws to consider, and if they were going to jump off the roof and fly, they would need to take that into account that they would need a a um a device or or some means to support them in the air. This is one level one uh one, we look for the word realm, but where within that particular realm, there are certain conditions that one runs into. In other realms, one, for instance, in the angelic realm, one may have wings and can certainly fly one needs to take into account um, their 
abilities to transcend the third density and their gifts. Also, when they are taking into account how they can move through their day and they can accomplish their actions. What one believes has a great deal to do with their success. If one has a certain um, belief that has been skewed by some event or some decision about an event or some um, belief about survival within the third density, if they have a certain belief and they have really taken that to heart, then they are fortifying that belief with certain vibrations. They are operating within a harmonic matrix structure, so they are vibrating at certain frequencies based upon their belief system. And if, for instance, they believe that they are not worthy, then that string, that resonance, that harmonic, that ability to put forth the resonance that will bring love to you is not vibrating. You are not vibrating yet. You are not allowing it to vibrate. You are damping the frequency. And so your life then will reflect that. This is one of the ways which you have free will, but some of the things have become unconscious and you do not know that you have set it up that way and you are strumming your matrix to exclude the things, some of the things which you could use to achieve your goals that you really have and to survive. And this is traced back to a belief that you have um, that has caused you to dampen one of the um, frequencies that is available to you uh, to bring you through resonance. The things that will satisfy and fulfill you, in this case in the area of of love and connection and uh, fulfillment with others and with even the higher realms. So when one can observe one's patterns and one can then see the distortion. And usually these things are so ingrained that it is a part of one's matrix and one does not see 
and they get certain symptoms, like I'm not getting the love I need or something's missing in my life. And when they can observe, starting from the symptom, something's needed here, then they can begin to observe and see where their matrix pattern has some kind of a distortion or a belief, for instance, belief that I'm not worthy of love or something, that can dampen the vibration that can then shine out and can um, get resonance with another being and can shut down that aspect of a person's life. So, So what the person is believing is very important um, toward them getting the the free will connections and goals fulfilled that they wish. So as an individual moves through their life, uh, they do not uh, generally realize that the vibrations certain vibrations, certain ideas that they had dampened certain vibrations and created distortion in their field. And so they do not get connected in um, the way that they wish. So unclogging their field, uh, opening themselves up, realizing um, any distortions in beliefs, and working on them can really help towards the person coming to fulfillment of their own free will choices and goals and can increase their own free will choices. You know, I I am not worthy. It's probably one of the major things that a huge amount of people have. And in many cases, they have that not even because of themselves, but because of their parents, but because of the control patterns in society where they're watching television and they think to be worthy, they have to look like that sexy woman on TV or they need to have certain possessions to impress people, to make them be worthy. So until they have those things, they think they're not worthy. And so when they're thinking that, or when that's like a background programming, even when they're not aware of it, it's like sending a signal from their own transmitter out to the universe that I'm not worthy. So every time something comes into their life that would look like an opportunity, they're sending the signal out unconsciously, and th- and that thing responds to them and passes. So when people say, I want a relationship, I want to connect with the Elohim and Ra, I want this, and and underlyingly they're saying, I'm not worthy, they're blocking the whole process. Am I right when I say that? That is correct. They're vibrating at a vibration that carries the information, I'm not worthy, and then that is what radiates out into their sphere, and that is what they get in return, although this is 
not conscious on most people's part. It is sort of an underlying program that is running. Mm-hmm. Well, the the question is, let's suppose somebody looks at themselves and they say, okay, I think uh, when dairy and these, our sources are correct and I'm putting that out, what do they do then? How do they fix it? How do they change it? They can begin during the day to look at their good plus points. And they could even write them down, their good plus points. What are they good at? Are they good at cooking good meals? Are they good at telling a joke? Are they good at um, communicating with their children? Um are they good at communicating with their friends, with their husband? And how can they increase this communication to ask before they go to sleep, to send them dreams on how they can work in their dreams on the inner workings of their own self to increase their own self-worth, to show them how they are worthy, how they are beautiful beings, how they radiate light, how they give warmth, how they have nurturing, how they care, uh, how they're a good secretary. There are things where they are good. One might be good at debate. One might be very uh, good at um, communicating with others. One might be good at making clothes. They can give themselves credit for whatever they are good at, for drawing, for um, even doodling and making uh, little characters. Um, They can give themselves credit for different things they feel good about themselves and take a look where they feel good about themselves. And it, when they look at the TV and they see that beautiful blonde and say, um, well, uh, you know, I'd be great if I looked like that, you know, then they can look back at themselves and see their good characteristics within their own self. And it might not be a body characteristic, but it might be a fun-loving characteristic. How uh, somebody brightens up when they're around them and telling uh, jokes or even just listening to the other person. Uh, So uh, to observe, to uh, see where these areas are where they don't feel... Um, that they're optimal, and to even trace it back to when they were a kid and uh, something that somebody said to them when they were a kid, they didn't carry the, they, they didn't carry the tray right, or or they didn't um, walk right, or they didn't hold their fork right, or uh, and then say, well, you know what? I mean, those are all. Um, minor things and see how they were uh, found in spite of that and, and see how it affected their view of themselves. 
Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've experienced, we're, we're almost coming to an end. If any of you relate to this as an issue and you want to put more questions in for a Wednesday call, I will give those as priorities because I think this is such a big issue that so many people, they want things to happen, they want things in their life, but underneath they're saying, I am not worthy. And they're broadcasting that. And I want to like explore this to the depths so that you have the tools to release yourself from this. Um, I know for myself, there's been times in my life where I certainly felt that. And that I found that if I could do a simple, worthy thing, it would start to change it. Like going back to my times of playing music, I used to go to um, retirement homes where people were rehabilitation homes. And I would go in and perform. And no matter how I was feeling, I would switch my energy every time. I got used to switching my energy. There was one point when I was really depressed. I I broke up with this relationship, and I didn't want to get out of bed. And I remember going to the park with my guitar and serenading strangers and playing my songs and just walk around, and they would listen. And I would leave that, and I was lifted. Find a way that you can do anything to lift someone. It starts to lift you, and it starts to open the doors for other things to come in. If you're sick, if you're ill, be a support system for other people that are sick, that are ill. Talk to them. All right, you're live. All right. Welcome, BBS, and all the listeners on BBS. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to see your name and location? Roger and Austin. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Uh, hi, hi. Whole Planet Healing. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi. Whole Planet Healing is... Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Joy in Squim, Washington. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. I hope that's it myself. Maybe maybe it'll let me this time. The whole planet healing, we do it every day, seven days a week. Even holidays. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Terry uh, and Sedona. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi, Terry. Hi. 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 Uh, welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Jeannie and Citrus Heights. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Hi everybody. It is 7.05, and uh, when it's not here, Jackie's here. Bonnie's here, Jennifer's here, Cecil's here. 
We're all set. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, it's Juanita in Long Beach, Southern California. Hi, Juanita. Hi, Juanita. Hi, everybody. It's good to hear everyone's voice. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? It's Wynn in Sedona. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. You're still really low. Very, very low. I'm going to get on my phone. So I don't, if you're still low, maybe Jackie could do it today if she wants to. Only if you want to. <laughs> Muted. Jackie, let me know when you're here. Hello, Jackie. Hello, hi. All right. And I will see you in a minute. I'll come in at the proper volume. Here we go, honey. The recording has started. Well, hello, everyone. Today is Monday, October 25 of 2021. I'm Jackie from Julian, California. Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference Call. Well, we love sharing this call with our BBS radio listeners tonight. Uh, Actually, every Monday and Wednesday night, we look forward to that. So thank you all for hanging in that extra hour and joining us and adding your energy to our effort. Tonight and every evening, the whole Planet Healing Call involves a collaboration of all of you who have joined us and our sources. These sources are the same higher dimensional energy beings that contacted Winfrey some 20 years ago. And as most of you know, this interdimensional partnership has continued to this day, utilizing the communication skills of his earthly partner, Terry Brown. Now, these sources have indicated that they are adding their energy to our requests on this call for healing, primarily the planet, but also for the people, places, and situations that concern us, while always keeping in mind, of course, that the principle of the highest and greatest good of all be observed. Now, let's officially begin our call by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves, this call, and this work, along with a shielding from any negative interference. So, Cecil, thank you for calling in the light tonight. Thank you, Jackie. Mother, Mother God the one infinite creator. We ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerns. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe 
through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection. With all those present who are open to do so, while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you, Cecil. Well, Winfrey and Terry Brown are with us tonight, as they are every night on this call, and we always look forward to any information they care to share with us concerning their uh, collaboration with the Elohim and other uh, beings that beings and groups that they contact. So, Wynn, would you like to introduce yourself and your partner, Terry? Wynn? Can you hear me? Now I can. All right. We're figuring it out. Um, you know what? For people... Assuming that there's somebody out there that's new, that's listening to us, I just want to say that what we're doing is unbelievable. It's like, uh oh, do you hear an echo? <laughs> Let me shut this off. There we go. Okay. It's unbelievable. Even to me, I mean, when we stop doing it and I go back to my life, I say, did that really happen? Are they really who they say they are? Is this possible? And why me? And of course, I could answer all those questions, but I still go into moments of feeling that because uh, it's so incredible. What happens when you start coming to these calls? Um, most people want to advance. They want to evolve. They want to be better than they are. They want to understand how things work. Everyone would like to know that there's really a God. And... In this realm, usually, the only way to deal with the idea of God is to have faith. And and we believe that there's this big guy in the sky that's looking out for us and that wants us to worship him and wants us to follow his his edicts. And what if that's not the way it works? What if that's something that man made up? 
But what if there are sources in the higher realms that can hear your prayers, that want to help us, not as our boss or not as giving us a whole set of things that are our requirements to do, but because they care. And they don't have bodies. They don't have houses. They don't have to worry about earning a living. And it's very hard for them to get people to know that they're there. And for whatever reason, they've chosen us to make them known to other people. And when you start paying attention to these calls, you'll notice if you keep, if, if you're the right person, it's not for everybody. They don't violate your free will. But usually there is a speed up of time, especially during the call. And then sometimes you feel vibrations around your body. Hard to explain. And some people feel them really intensely. And some people feel them in a gentle way. And, and and you start having this experience, and then you get all of this wisdom of understanding things. And your mind starts to understand. And before you know it, something shifts in you. And you say, how did that happen? That's been bugging me all my life, but now it's not there anymore. So that's kind of the value of these calls. And then what I learned was they honor free will. They don't just do things. Somebody has to ask. Now, if they ask God and they pick up that energy, they can honor that. They can respond to that. If they pick us up and and when they do, they do pay a lot of attention to us because they talk to us. We have this rare opportunity of having conversations with them. And suddenly, this energy that has been taken as God is now explaining themselves in a way they've never explained themselves before. And we are not a religion, but you'll notice all the people that are taking parts on this call are very loving and committed. They've all been paying attention to it, and they know what I'm saying is true. That's why they show up. That's why I show up. And we don't make money for this. This is a service. So we do this call every day at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And we do other calls. And you can find out all the phone numbers at thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. And, of course, these calls are based on communications that have come through Jerry Brown. And um, if you listened to the last call, you heard one of those communications. And we've had communications about a multitude of topics. And I'm going to introduce Terry to say hello right now. And are you there, Terry? 
I hear you say it through the wall, but I didn't hear it. You're still muted. That's the one problem oh, Terry and I have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really the phone and me. It's the phone and you. The but, phone has a problem. It doesn't understand you, right? <laughs> not at all, because I was unmuted. So, I don't know. Maybe I got muted. Double muted. Mm-hmm. Double muted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, it's a real honor to be able to talk with uh, the sources. And, uh, I think we're doing something epic here um, and being able to ask them questions. And all your people on the line on Wednesdays can ask questions. On Sundays, can put your name on the healing list. And um, and so this is really a special opportunity. Thank you. Thank and we you. have definitely had we've definitely had miracles. Okay, definitely people who have come to the calls find out about them things that couldn't have happened just by themselves. So go ahead, Jackie. Well, thank you both, uh, Terry and Wynn. And uh, you both mentioned the information that that comes down to us uh, from these higher sources. And I just want to say that Wynn is this bottomless pit of questioning. And uh, they not only talk about themselves and answer Wynn's questions, but uh, we have the opportunity to ask questions and they've answered our questions. And so the archives at thespiritchannel.net are filled with thousands uh, of questions and answers that um, are not only timeless, but they cover a very, very vast array of topics. And I always complain that as humans, we don't come with a user manual, but this is about as close as you can get to having one. It really tells you, counsels you on what everything's about and how to live your life to uh, succeed, spiritually speaking. And lucky for us, Bonnie. Wait a second. I, wa- I want to say. I want to. I want to say one thing. We've been okay. doing this for twenty years. We don't rehearse these calls. Um, we don't know what they're going to say. They're all spontaneous. And we have 2,000 calls posted on the Spirit Channel. Um, probably about 1,600 of them have channelings where we're talking to them. So every call is kind of an adventure. Um, and and it's got this spontane- spontaneous energy on it that is kind of, what's the word? Very attention grabbing. What's they gonna say next? What are they gonna do next? And we've solved the mysteries, not all of them, but many of the mysteries of the universe. Like how did the universe get created? Who is Jesus really? And we do these are all done on live audiences with no rehearsal. And that's all. Go ahead. 
Thank you, Wynn. Um, I was going to say that uh, we have Bonnie from Corona, California, who joins us every single night, and she goes through these archives, and uh, she mentioned to me, and I'm going to pass that on, there is a search engine, so don't feel overwhelmed by the fact that there are thousands of questions and answers to wade through because you can put in a topic of interest and uh, narrow down what you're looking for on any particular day. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight that you'd like to share? <laughs> Hi, thank you. Uh, well, I was inspired to find this transcript on the spiritchannel.net uh, by our previous call, which was a replay of on the topic of how the universe was created. And this particular call took place on January 27, 2014. And that was the topic of how the, how the Elohim created the universe. And so after the, they called in the light, uh, Wynn asked, if they would speak on, they had already previously given us information on one of the first life forms that uh, was sustainable was the amoeba. And so he asked them to bring us up to date on the creation of the amoeba and let's explore how the amoeba went into higher life forms. And Ra'an, through Terry, then gives us some information. And they say one of the basics is spinningness. And spinningness allows life to occur. There is a constant motion that takes place. And the spinningness allows the intersection with other spinningnesses, and these then can combine and can create a life form, for instance, with the DNA. The DNA is the winding around of strands that are created by spinningness. The spinningness and the result of the spinningness of the galaxy and of the solar system, and of the planet. The strands are wound around, and more strands are created, and there are a number of strands that, due to the geometries, come together and wind around and then begin to create a basis of life. The amoeba, and other lower life forms begin to achieve rudimentary consciousness because of the collection of the images, the holographic images that are wound around and are reflecting back and forth to each other and resonating back and forth. And over time, they, the Forms get more complex 
and some of the forms are inoperable, and some of the forms, particularly the round form, for instance, the form of the cell, it is more apt to survive because of its round nature. It does not get destroyed. It has the protection around it from the spinningnesses. They are creating a template of a harder layer around it that can resist destruction and can find their way to combine with other forms. When we look at the different forms that were being created, we delighted in the fact that they were moving on their own. And we went to them and watched them and then would, due to our unique skills of being able to duplicate, to be in total connection with them, would be able to make them jump or move and to be one with them, and then to see what happens when one would move them out and into connection with another. We have a whole group, a division or section of beings that work on the creation of life forms for the best cohabitation, for the best experience, for the best models to develop. We work from a holographic sense of self with the little life forms and would be able to control them and control their mating or their uniting and then to watch what the creative forces of the universe brought forth. We did not create the laws the major laws of consciousness. We utilized them. We are workers also, such as individuals, people in the lower realm, and we work with the creative forces that are available to us to create. Outside of space and time, there is a master intelligence. And the master intelligence has a bearing on all that is and has the unique ability to keep track of all of its creatures at the same time and to send what is needed or provide what is needed for the best growth of that individual. And this is outside of our scope. This is outside side of space and time. We are on the edge of space and time, and we can move outside it, but we can work just on the inside of space and time, which is a very rapid movement there. And as you move into the lower dimensions, it steps down into slower and slower movement as all of the factors all of the cells, all of the consciousnesses have come in to uniform movement in order to exist. Therefore, things are much slower in the third dimension. 
it took a long time to move from an amoeba to have a full-form human being, and there was much work, and there was still much work going on, on how to develop the ideal human being. There were human beings that were developed that were swifter and more durable than those that you have, and there are human beings developed that are not as viable as your species. Your species is really resilient and is particularly suited to life on the earth plane. There are in the earth plane many different life factors working together. The bacteria that are in the digestive tract that help make the B vitamins, the digestive enzymes that help digest the food coordinated with the environment moisture that is needed. Life is particularly on planet Earth suited to planet Earth. Does this help? (laughs) And I think I'll end for now. There's more, uh, as they say, there's more, much more. Uh, but we'll stop for now. I'll turn it back to you, Jackie. Thank you. I love you all. Thank you so much, Bonnie. And for anyone who's interested in this uh, um, phase of of how everything was created, the beginning and how life forms came into being, Wynn has a book called The Creator, The Creators of the Universe <laughs> Want to Talk to You something like that. I have a version that's called the Q&A with the Elohim. And um, it's fascinating. And it is on that same uh, website, thespiritchannel.net. And you can download it or read it on the website for free. But it's fascinating. Now, one of the amazing creations that have, has occurred is the creation of our planet Earth. And so we are going to join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, who researches the daily Earth movement on Mother Earth for us to consider because the sources have emphasized how important it is to keep track of any activities such as volcanoes and earthquakes. They also counseled us that the best way we can serve Mother Earth is to send a very, very calming energy to all of these areas of concern. So let's join Jennifer as she takes us to all of these areas of concern and gather our group's focus to send that calming energy, asking for a gentle and benign outcome. Jennifer? Thanks, Jackie. I invite Mother Earth to join us in our journey around the globe. I invite the listeners on VBS, if you've not been here before. We go around to the fault lines where there has been activity, and we send calming, loving energy. We're going to start tonight in Hawaii, and we look at Pahala, which is always busy. If it ever goes quiet, there will be a big problem. But we had uh, 22 earthquakes there, 2.5 in the sea, south of Pahala. 
um, this is the same location, this 2.5 is the same location um, that has had, I want to say like maybe three, four in the last week or two. So that area, there must be something right there, probably a volcano. And then we move over, none up on Mauna Loa, none on Kilauea. But south of Kilauea, down in like Leilani Estates and Fern Forest, there's a couple low levels down there. They were under two. So all in all, a pretty good calm day there. So let's just send a little extra added calming to the seamounts under the ocean and the fault lines and the fractures and the hot spot that Hawaii sits on. And in calming, loving energy. And we know that mother has to release every once in a while. But we ask that it be done in the best, safest manner for all, for all concerned animals, humans, and the planet. And now we're going to move down to the southernmost point of the Ring of Fire, which would be New Zealand. And we had a 4.4 on the South Island today. And then moving up northward along the Kermadec Trench, we have 4.9. Now, this trench runs from Antarctica all the way up to Samoa. So it's quite um, active. And this is probably the most active trench in the, uh, in the world. And it's being pushed up from underneath. Now, we're going to move northward up to Fiji. We had a 4.7. And then moving westward, we come over to Papua New Guinea, and we had a 5.2. Well, this was in the sea. And then just moving slightly westward over to the left side of the island, which is Papua, we had a 5.1. So you can see just like on one side of the island, a 5.1. The other side is a 5.2. And this, this energy is going to travel around. It's just going to keep moving. Then we're going to move over to Indonesia, where we had a 5.0, and some other assorted forests. And we do have a volcano, Luatolo, uh, that is erupting. And here's one that's new to me, Karangitane. Never heard of that one. Now, I understand that it kind of blew some ash, and it is now erupting. And we're going to turn towards the north to the Philippines. We had a 4.8. The Mariana Islands, which is on, of course, the Mariana Trench, um, there was a 5.1 moving northward to Japan. Actually, Japan had a pretty good day. Had one 4.4 and a couple other little ones. And Suwanozajima is erupting. Moving north to the area of Russia, it's a peninsula that comes southward down towards the Aleutians. And they had a 4.3 there. Moving eastward now, across the northern side of the Ring of Fire, we come over to um, Alaska. Alaska actually had a pretty good day. Um, 3.1 out on the peninsula, not not out on the islands, but on the peninsula of Alaska. And then everything else was left. So that's pretty calm. And Semisopochnoi is erupting. Still, it's been erupted for a while. And then looking, come down, we're going to come down for Canada, nothing reported. Nothing reported in Washington, which is kind of unusual. Oregon has Mount Hood erupting. And then we're going to move down into California. We have the geysers area. And if you're not familiar with this, 
part of what they call Clear, clear Lake Volcano. And that's the reason, hence, it's a volcanic field always moving. And we had a 2.3 at the geysers today. So we're going to send calm to the sand drift all the way down. <clears throat> and just north of San Simeon, we had a 4.7. And it, um, that, it was actually on the land, just barely. There's so many fault lines that run through there. It's really hard to say which one is going. And then we come over to, um, over by uh, Lake Tahoe, which is on the eastern side, and we had a little swarm there going at Walker. And then a little further south, we have Mono Lake. That's a volcanic field. And then a little further south, we have Long Valley Caldera. And all of these were low. They were like twos and less. And then down into Ridgecrest, which was the same, really. And then moving down into Southern California, there was a 2.7 in the sea. And a 2.2 at Big Bear City. That was interesting. That was the largest in Southern California. And then moving on, we're going to take a quick look at Ohio. We want to send just calming energies to Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, and West Yellowstone. We did have a 2.1 at Yellowstone today. And Utah, so they had a 3.0. Moving down into Mexico, we had just four. Guatemala, nothing but fuegos erupting. And the rest of South uh, Central America was under four, 3.9s in El Salvador and Costa Rica. And then looking quickly over to the other side of the Caribbean plate, <clears throat> we had um, Haiti had, had 3.4, Dominican had 3.9, and Puerto Rico had 3.3. You can see they're all about the same in that line of earthquake. And then we're going to move back over to um, South America. And something I really want to point out to everybody, South America kind of went silent today, as well as uh, Central America. But what's going to happen is all these sides <laughs> on the other side, that is going to transfer over. So as we work our way down through uh, South America, even though there's not a whole lot there, um, we do need to continue to send calm. We start with Colombia, which we had Nevada Del Ruiz erupting. Ecuador has Reventador and Sanjay erupting. Peru has Sabancaya. And then we come down to Chile, where we did have a 4.5. And then Argentina just had three. And that's quite unusual for South America. And then we're going to quickly scoot up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge and stop the Canary Islands, which everybody probably is aware there is a volcano that's erupting there on La Palma. And it is very intense. And I read a little article on today, um, a volcano discovery. There was a nice little article there about it. And it's not looking, they're not looking to um, see this thing quit anytime soon. They said that it's still getting stronger. <clears throat> so we want to, and La Palma, the poor people that live there, um, they're having like 100 earthquakes a day. It's crazy. So let's just send that tiny little island calming energy. And then we're going to move across the Strait of Gibraltar, which was forming with low levels. And this is odd, too, because 
Uh, there wasn't anything in Spain, nothing in France, and Italy had two. And then moving to Greece, we had three. And we had 3.2 in Lebanon, like nothing worth reporting in Turkey. They were in two. And uh, 3.5 in Iran, 4.4 in Afghanistan, 4.6 in India, 4.1 in Nepal. And then south of India, um, there is a fault line there. It's called the Mid-Indian Ridge. And there is a 4.6 there. And that basically brings us back to Indonesia. So that's where we'll end our journey. And I'd just like to say thank you to everybody. And I'll send you all back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Now, in just a few moments, Wynn will take us on his guided visualization where he addresses so many of the other issues that concern us. But first, the phone lines are going to be unmuted, and you are invited to put your requests and concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. And if you are listening to us on BBS Radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal request. And thank you all for your contributions tonight. This is Maxelina, and I just want to thank all of you for what you're doing. I just come from a meeting, um, general, to uh, make a proactive thing in our community to stand up, and um, it's well attended, and I put down the spirit channel.net for them, even though I don't use computers, I hope it's correct. And uh, a lovely group of people, I encourage them to be with us if they would like to, and thanks. Thank you. Unmuted. Well, this is Jeannie and Citrus Hyde. All humans, all beings are children of God, parts of the whole. All parts are meant to work in harmony for mutual benefit. And when each of us finds our true purpose, our true talent, and begins to live with our feet solidly planted on the path we are meant to walk, the entire universe works like a well-oiled machine, each part making life better for each and every other part, each part glowing with a brighter and brighter light. I ask that this evolution and awakening of each human be supported and quickened by the assistance and support of the Elohim. Thank you. This is Jennifer in Greensburg. I would like to put everybody that is on this call and BBS on the healing list, no matter what your individual need is. I would also like to extend this to our family, our loved ones, who aren't necessarily family, and also <clears throat> our pets, because we all love our pets. I would like to make a special mention of Wynn and Terry, send them love light energy to protect them and guide them, and also um, make this possible that we can get this out into the world. And I'd like to also mention Cecil and Betty. Monica and Larry, Lauren in Washington, 
Tom in San Jose, Dr. Art in Virginia, White Dove, Willow, Phyllis in Washington, Antonio Jr., Sr., and Abby. And I'd also like to add myself to the field of energy. Thank you. Muted. Then we can't we can't hear you. Okay, this is Wynn in Sedona. And um we're going to do our closing visualization. And as we do this, I want you to look at the universe. It's not being as big as we normally think it is. And look at yourself. And not think of yourself as being as small as you usually are. And each of us has an energy connected with our physical body, which we could call your soul. And your soul has a lot of unlimited potential. And on this call, we are moving consciousness of our souls so they can kind of become a conglomerate. And our sources, who, I don't know if you would call them souls, or that they are souls, but they definitely exist. And they're on this call with us. And they can be big and powerful. They can be as big as a galaxy or as small as an atom. That's a quote. Okay? So we're going to surround our planet with this energy. And we are going to be repeater stations all around the planet like magnifying glasses that are focusing energy through the lens and can even start a fire. We're not gonna we're not gonna start any fires. But um we're gonna bring this energy of what is commonly called the Christ consciousness energy. And it is a matrix in the sixth density that Jesus brought into this realm. And we're going to rain this energy down on the entire planet and ask to lift the vibration of every part of the surface of the planet that is able to be uplifted. And we're going to focus for a moment on the humans who are service to others, the children who are service to others, if there's any out there. <laughs> but we ask that they get wisdom and they get smarter and uh, they find ways to use their life in uplifting ways. 
and we go to the pits and and I'm skipping everything from our normal thing because we're working with the Christ energy and they they told me that. Before that I was working with all kinds of energies. I have to ask them if it works for those things. In any case, I know it works for the dolphins and the whales. And uh, we send them this energy and support. And we go into the, through the surface of the earth, into the interior of the earth, where the earth has her energy matrix, her soul which expands through the entire Earth and through her surface. And the Earth suffers. Her energy suffers because she has to process humans and we are going to send healing energy into the Earth. Some of you might have been able to feel the Earth sending energy back when we did that. We go we send gratitude to the Earth for giving us the opportunity to have these bodies. Nobody sends gratitude to the Earth. They think the Earth doesn't even know it. It's not conscious. They're wrong. And we go to the energy waves that travel through the earth that terminate in fault lines, potential earthquakes for the future. We go back to the surface of the Earth. And we're going to very quickly go through the three major earthquake zones working on fault lines as opposed to the specific events of today, which Jennifer covered. But it all works in the same direction. The reason we do so much on earthquakes and volcanoes is that this is a time period that many people have made predictions from prophets to scientists, about huge earth changes. And we're hoping to change the future trajectory of those predictions. So we do the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, send a big U-shaped column of light that goes from New Zealand to Alaska to South America and everything in between. And we see this like going through the ground and bringing calm energy. We go to the New Madrid fault line centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. And we send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter down to that fault line 
that vaulted area bringing calm energy. And we go to, let's see, we go to the new Mandarin fault line, and we just did that. We go to the mid-Atlantic fault line, the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and um, it runs from Iceland to South America, thousands of miles, and and we send a longitudinal column of light, the full length of that, penetrating the water, and going to the ground underneath the water, and bringing calm energy to that area. Any other place on the planet where there is an earthquake potential, where there is a fault line, we ask our sources to help find them and bring this calm energy to them. And we go to all of those areas that the Earth may release as a volcano or a earthquake to handle her own stress. And we ask in those situations that anything that happens can be um, released gradually and away from population centers. We go to the other areas of out of balance on our planet very quickly. We go to the coronavirus and ask that it be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and ask that they can be strengthened. We go to vaccines and ask that toxic materials can be transmuted. We go to the negative and ask that their their activities, which are self-serving, can find obstacles. And their attempts at manipulating the humans on this planet don't work. They are working, but don't work, continue to work. And we send this light to the human suffering. I'm just going to leave it at that. We go to the governments of our planet, and we go to um, qualities of government that can, can exhibit themselves all over the world, including benevolence, compassion, wisdom, integrity, ethics, and countries which are um, adversarial with each other can find ways and means to resolve their problems 
without violence. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials. Anything in food, air, water, or medicine which is toxic to a human or an animal be transmuted and rendered harmless. And we include nanobites, we include vaccines, which I said, but I'll say it again, GMO foods. And finally, we want to bring this energy into ourselves. We see the energy of the universe, the Christ energy, moving through all the galaxies, through our solar system, and through Earth, and landing on our rooftop, where we have an energy filter. And we invite that energy through our bodies, expanding our auric fields, opening our chakras. And right now, we are going to end the verbal part of this call. And we're leaving the phone lines open so that um, people on those lines can stay on and hold this space as long as they want. The people with BBS, if they want to know our phone lines, it's 712. No. Yes. Seven one, no, the spiritchannel.net. I'm supposed to give the website. The spiritchannel.net, the spirit channel, and has all our phone numbers on the middle of the page. Thank you for being here. Thank all of you who are on the line helping to hold the energy. Thank you, BBS. And if I was talking to Don, I'd say, Thank you, BBS. And on that note, we'll see you next time. Oh, you can stay on this slide as long as you want.